Welcome back, everybody. We are still playing Forest of Doom, the fighting fantasy adventure book, and we are in part two of our latest run, which will, which should be our last run because we are cheating this time. Um, Steve, <laughs> we're not Steve. cheating. The spirits are guiding us. Steve is the narrator, and this is maybe our fourth run, so we want this to to be. The, the lucky one, uh, where we get the two pieces of the dwarf hammer that we need to bring peace to the dwarves in the north, I think. Yeah, so the King Gilgamesh, whatever his name is, Gillibrand, that's it, Gillibrand, um, can unite the clans uh, having the hammer back. Okay. Um, but I get it, it's a good sign that the, the product, the book, is got a lot of replayability to it. You know, we've, we've done it a few times. It's a good sign that, you know, you're going to enjoy it over and over again. Yeah, uh, give us feedback in the comments uh, whether you enjoy this format as well. We are having a lot of fun, but I wonder how this is received and whether we should do it again. Does, doesn't the story with the hammer remind you of the, the, the Star Wars story um, with the mask? That, oh, the Mandalore, Mask of Mandalore. Yeah, that was buried on an icy planet. So, because it was necessary for someone, anyone, to have it, in order for the clans to stop fighting amongst each themselves. Yep, to unite, uh, to unite the Mandalorians. Was yep. That, was that the Revan book? Um, yeah, I think it's Revan. I think yeah. it's Revan book. Yeah. I really enjoyed. Um, it. I'm really interested to see if they bring that in a bit more into the Mandalorian. So mm -hmm. the Disney, they're in season three, I think, is coming out soon, or season oh. four. I can't remember. Okay. Um. They've used a different item, I think, potentially. Again, no spoilers, but um, to kind of like cover that storyline. But it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Um, it's yeah, I've been I love the Mandalorian kind of lore that we have, and it's been fun to explore a little bit more in that TV show. Yeah, yeah. You know, on Rebels, the the animated series, there was also yes. some some story about the Mandalorians because the the girl pilot was from Manchester. okay yeah, oh wow okay I, I actually haven't watched rebels yet i watched the first episode i think way back but never got around to watching yeah, more i really liked it oh there we go okay yep definitely need to watch that then okay back to the forest of doom <laughs> um, yeah at the end of our last episode we encountered four clone warriors and i am just entering those stats right now we will fight them one at a time five five six four five six Six, I mean, our stats are so OP at the moment that... Yeah, let's just hope the dice... Well, oof, uh, wait, wait, wait. now you've said that, the universe will make us roll double uh, ones the whole time. We took damage once this run. Yeah, so it's, we, we, we have done... Again, even with the hack, even without the hack, we would have... like Sorry, the spirit's guiding us. Um, we would have, yeah, done pretty well. What's this hat? Yeah, Okay. Unless there's okay. something we skipped in the text. If you win, you may escape. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, no need to escape. Let's fight. Yeah, if you, you may escape. Yeah, let's fight. Fight. Um, okay, so goblins, sorry, clones even. Clone warriors first. Um, six. Nope, that's math. Nine. You rolled a nine, so five. I rolled a nine for, for clone warriors. And then six for us. Um, because of our copper bracelets... We add one to our skill, so it's 11 plus 1 plus 6 is 18. Okay. First Clone Warrior loses 2 stamina. Yep. Go on. 
Yeah, I forgot what we had all these. We had some various buffs. Uh, yeah. Uh, once again, nine for the clones. So there's still is 14. And then we've got 11. So, yeah, way above. And 23. One more. Once more, hopefully. Uh, nine again. Wow. 14. Oh, there's a double ones. I knew it. It's going to happen. Okay. Snake eyes. We still have 14. Okay, so, so it's tie. Again. There we go. Four for the clone warrior. Uh -huh. Nine. And five for us. Yeah, yeah. Touch us. Okay. Yep. Next warrior. One dead. Skill with, six. With stamina skill four. I know, right? I wonder what press ups they were doing, you know, to become better at skill more skillful. Um, okay, four for the clone. Ten. Uh, five for us. Seventeen. Four for the clone. Ten. And eight for us. Twenty. Okay, <laughs> that, that one's dead. So, skill five, stamina six. Three for the clone. <laughs> it, it I know. Chance this way. <laughs> it's brutal. And then four for us. Six for the clone. Eleven. Six for us. Eighteen. Eight for the clone. Decent number. Thirteen. Yeah, five for us. Yeah, doesn't matter. Okay. It'd be so fun to like narrate this. Be like, like actually, like role play it out and be like, oh, so it's eight is a mortal like stab, but then we get a ten, yeah. so we dodge it with a matrix style. Um, you know, like there, there are computer games for some of these stories. I wonder if they Dude. have nice animations. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Like a one, two, one. Um, is that what's alive or is it dead? Sorry, I'm not paying attention. Last one, yeah. Last one, okay, cool. Uh, nine. Uh-huh, 15. And five. Yeah, we would have needed a two to lose. Okay. Um, five. 11. And 11. 23. Okay. Nice. Eight. 14. And nine. 21. Okay, we win. Boom, what boom. Surprise. Okay, I know, right? Um, those poor clones. Well, they clones of, I guess, each other, but like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's not get into that. Okay, so if you win, turn to 3 to 1. So we have to do that now then? There is turn an image in one. the book of four yeah. humanoids wearing leather armor and carrying long spears. Long spears, yeah. So they're not human, they're just humanoid. I guess, again, maybe they were once human, and over time the cloning has gone bad, and it turned into this. I mean, who knows? Again, we get into like sci-fi. <laughs> they do look like zombies. They do. Okay, we win. Um, okay, 321. Okay, 3.21. As each clone warrior dies, it dissolves into a pool of colored liquid on the rocky floor. Not wishing to stay in this dank and musty alcove any longer, you leave and climb further up the steps. Turn to 107. Oh, we're in a tunnel or in a cave, right? Yeah, and we're heading upwards, I think, at the moment. Just as you leave, sorry, just as you reach the last steps before the next alcove, a jet of flame shoots out to bar your way. Then a huge dark shape steps out from the alcove with flame shooting from its nostrils. Black smoke curls up into the air. The beast is shaped like a man, but has wings and carries a flaming sword in one hand and a whip in the other. It's a Balrog. Uh, a golden 
crown sits on its head. It faces you motionless on the steps above you. Suddenly, it cracks its whip and raises its fiery sword. The only way out of this cavern lies before you at the top of the steps. To get there, you will have to fight the fire demon, master of the clones. Okay, let's have a look. Okay, fire demon, skill 10, stamina 10. And again, if we read on, in addition to its normal attack with the fiery sword, throw one die every attack round for its whip. On a roll of one or two, the whip will lash you and one point must be subtracted from your stamina. Roll of three to six means the whip misses you. It is possible to use your luck against the whip. Okay. So, boss fight, basically. I just remembered we have this heavy iron shield. shield thing. Yeah, I thought we had another one. The shield will give you greater defense in all future battles. Should you, should a creature wound you, throw one die. If you throw four, five, or six, it's its damage to you will be reduced by one point. Okay, there's a lot to remember here. Yeah. So we'll take it one step at a time then, I guess. Take it slow. Okay. Um, so skill 10, stamp 10. So do you want me to start rolling then for the fire demon then? Wait, Get this no, going. Okay, no, not yet. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Fire demon 10, 10. And yep. usually in, in an average game, this would be... Um, this would potentially be overwhelming. Yes. Uh, but we are doing just fine. Lost barely any stamina. We still have tons of luck. We usually don't need it. Which we can use during yeah, the whip. So for every attack, his whip lashes as well. Oh, we, yeah. might, we might lose stamina. Yeah, oh, of sorry, the... I, of course we might lose stamina. I, I read it as but... we might lose <laughs> Scale, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um... So yeah, we roll the two dice for the normal attack with okay. the fire sword, yeah. and then we roll one of the whip. Okay, so I'll do the sword first. Okay, so that's nine. Wait, Steve. Um, your yeah. Your is frozen. Oh, okay. Now it's no longer. Huh. Okay, go again. Okay, sorry, I'm all over the place. Trying to adjust it. Okay, um, so yeah, nine for the... Fire sword. Okay. Do we then roll the whip or do we roll the whip afterwards? After we've done our roll. No, first our defense. Yeah. Uh, nine. Twelve plus nine is twenty-one. Okay. He loses two, and now his whip. Yep. Now the whip. Okay. Roll uh, so one. Your heart. Five. Yep. It's a five, so it misses. Because it's oh, okay. on a one or one or two, the whip will lash you. Okay. One point, so that's fine. Okay. Second round. Uh, eight for the fire demon. 13. Seven for us. 19. It's a close one. Okay. The for the whip. Oh dear, it's a one. Um, then do we use our shield then? I can. Yes. So that would take a point off of us, but we can use our shield, right? Reduced by one point. Yeah. If we... Throw one die. And we, if we... What is it? Oh, dear. What is it? It's a one as well. Yeah. If it's a four, five, or six, we reduce the damage. We do. But yeah. we have... We also do luck. <laughs> we have plenty of stamina. Yep. 17. Okay. Next round. Okay, cool. Uh, so you have fire demon sword... Nice, one and a one. So two for the fire demon. Twelve 
Oh my goodness. Uh, three for us. We're going awfully low at the moment. Does it matter? Nope. Okay. And then the whip gets a two. Tap. So that does hit us, hit? but we can use a shield. Okay, use the shield. Nice, four. Okay, no damage. Excellent. Back to the next round. Uh, Fire Demon gets an eight. Eighteen. We get a ten. Twenty-two. Yeah, the whip. Four. That's a miss. miss. Excellent. What's the stamina of the fire demon at the moment? Two oh, nice. Uh, excellent. Three for the fire demon. Thirteen. And seven for us. Yeah, that's not. And a, in a last attempt before we die. Okay. Oh yeah, let's do let's do the let's do the whip. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, it's a one. Okay, so that would hit us. Mm -hmm. Then we use the shield. And it's a four, so it misses. Okay. Kill with the shield. Easy, easy. Nice. And technically, can we eat some of our food and just restore our stamina? Like, is that... Yes, like, uh, I'm forgetting. Um, we have 10 provisions. They each give you one stamina, right? I can't remember what the rule is. But yeah, sure, let's do it that way. Um, and our... Max What's our map? Stamina is twenty-two, so I will eat yeah. five provisions. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Nice. If you win, turn to one five two. Well, we did win. So, okay, you happy for me to carry on? Got yes. you done. Cool. Um, sorry, I've got, I've got pages and tabs open, so yeah. Um, I don't see what you're doing. Okay, um, in its dying throes, the black fire demon is engulfed by its own fire. You step forward and grab its crown as it slumps to the ground in a smoldering heap. Its alcove layer is cold and dank. Inside, there is a magnificent throne in front of which cower two clone warriors on their hands and knees, bowing to you in worship. You have defeated you have defeated their master. You may oh my goodness, place the crown on your head, sit on the throne, or step over the fire demon and climb up to the roof. Um I really have the respect. I wonder what, what is to be gained by wearing the crown or sitting on the throne. But I am curious. And this doesn't sound like a dangerous situation. But you never know. The crown could be cursed. It could be cursed. And I don't actually have any... There's, there's those spirits telling me which way to go. The solution that they've done is um, different. Try. Huh? Uh, put it on the crown. And... Yeah, go for it. Let's see Let's what happens. Sit on the throne. Okay, sit on the phone first. Cool, that's the way. Okay. That is what the spirits were hinting at <laughs> to me. But that's all the information I had. Um, okay, so we sit on the throne, which is turned to page five. All the way to the start, not page five. I keep saying page, so, section five. Okay, sitting in the ornate throne, you feel strangely uncomfortable. The two clone warriors grovel on the floor in front of you in complete sub bleh, subservience. Do they expect you to become their new master? If you wish to place a grip, gold crown on your head, turn to 333. If you wish to leave the alcove and climb up the rest of the steps to the roof of the cavern, turn to 249. You know, I'm not so curious anymore. 
<laughs> this reminds me of the the end of the Indiana Jones movie. Oh, nice, yeah. Uh, the third one, where he yeah. finds the cup that gives you eternal life. The Holy Grail, yep. And, and then he learns that he needs to stay in that place yeah. forever. And this is what I'm the vibe I'm getting from this crown. That I would be powerful, but it would have to stay in this place forever. Interesting. You know what? Let's take a record of where that is, or we can look at it now and just see. We're not technically doing it, but we could have a look and see what it actually does if you want. Just for the audience or for ourselves. Okay. We do it now and do it afterwards, which, we, which one so you want to do. Our checkpoint is at five. Yep. And just for curiosity, yep. we're going to put the crown on. Is that what you're saying? Potentially, either do it now just for curiosity or do it at the end of the yeah, like, footnote. Yeah, it'll lose meaning in context. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, so we come back to number five. So we go to 333 just to have a look. But you also think it's not necessary? Yeah, I don't, I don't have no idea. Okay, should we read it then? Should I read it for us? Yes. The crown fits perfectly on your head. The two clone warriors look up and stare in awe at you. The crown on your head you hear talking in your mind and realize the clone warriors are trying to communicate telepathically with you. They tell you that you are their new master and they require instructions. They ask you what should be done with the new crop of red-topped fungi. You decide that you do not want to be their master of the clone warriors and workers and raise your hands to your head to remove the crown. With horror, you see that the skin on your head has withered and darkened dramatically. You try to take off the crown. Sorry, you tried try to take the crown off your head, but it will not move. It is evil and has found a new host in you. Gradually, your features change as you adopt the shape and colour of a fire demon. Your new destiny is determined and your adventure ends here. See? Well done. Holy crap. That's amazing. Well done. You completely, like, intuition told you. That's That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Number five. Yep. And then from number five to uh, leaving the, the leave the cavern. Yep. And climb up the rest of to this of the steps to the roof of the cavern. Accept two four nine. But that shows you how abruptly the adventure. Oh, it can end. end. Yeah. You look back into the strange cavern and see the humanoid clone workers continuing their labors. Uh, in the fungi field. You shake your head in disbelief and run up the last few steps to the hole in the cavern roof. Turn to 164. You climb the last few steps and then you are out of the cavern standing on the rich green grass of the valley floor. To the east you see the hollow tree trunk down which you descended some time before. You pass it, return to the path where you head north again. Turn to 144. Continuing your walk along the valley floor, you see the dark wall of dark wood forest looming up before you once again. The path leads directly into the thick undergrowth, and soon you are walking between tall trees and crowd, crowded thorn bushes. It is a dark, it is dark and quiet. Before long, the path comes to a junction. If you wish to head west, turn to 213. If you wish to head east, turn to 387. Okay. 
um, a salamander appears and it goes, I feel that you should head west. Really? Okay, let's go west. It goes, good choice. Then scuttles off. Um, okay, sorry. Let me get to come back to the page. Where were we? From? Okay. We were on 149, right? Um, the power folks. Oh. Am I in the right place? Yeah, then to... Uh, wait, am I on the wrong thing? Hang on a minute, sorry. Bear with me. Is it 130 or 306? Is that what it was? West to 213. 213? Well, I've, I've completely lost my space. Oh, there it is. Sorry, I apologize. We're on 144. Yep, okay, I was looking at the wrong, wrong section. Apologies. Um, Salamander distracted me. It was so cool. Uh, turn west to 213. Apologies, everyone. Uh, okay, the path twists and turns between the trees and bushes and then comes to another junction. You realize the way south leads back to the valley, and so you decide to ignore it and head north. Turn to 306. Uh, amidst the trees to the left of the path, you see a small stone building covered with ivy and moss. If you wish to examine the building, turn to 391. If you wish to carry it on north along the path, turn to 112. Well. I feel like we've achieved a lot and would like to ignore it, but we still need a piece of the hammer. So I want to examine it. Okay. Um, if you wish to turn to 391. The building measures only three meters by three meters and has no windows. The way is made of stone and looks very solid. There is no handle and there does not appear. Sorry. There is no handle and there does not appear that there is another way to enter the building. Then you notice a tiny keyhole in the stone door. Do you possess a silver key? Yes. Small silver key. Sweet. Do you remember if how you we do. Got it? Um, that is a great question. Oh, it was, it, was round, it was round the neck of the two, K, uh, two Hillman. I believe. Good. Um, that might be completely wrong because my memory is often skew if, but I'm pretty sure that was the case. Um, let me just consult the mystical spirits just for fun. Um, okay. My instinct is to use the key. Yeah, it's the Wild Hillmen. It was the Wild Hillmen that had it. Um, okay. So using the key, uh, turn to 200. Okay, you take the small silver key from out of your backpack and place it into the keyhole. It fits perfectly and you give it a turn. The lock clicks and the stone door swings open. Stone stairs lead down from the door into gloomy depths. You cannot see a thing down the stairs. If you wish to descend the stairs, turn to 351. If you wish to leave the building, return to the path and head north. No. Turn to 112. We're here to explore. 351. Yep. 351. 
you step carefully down the stone stairs, feeling your way as you go. Slowly your eyes become accustomed to the dark and you begin to make out shapes at the bottom of the stairs. You're standing in a small square room with a low ceiling. The floor is thick with dust and there are cobwebs everywhere. In the middle of the room, there is what appears to be a large stone box measuring, measuring approximately two meters by one meter. The top of it is a great stone slab. Along one of the rough stone walls, you find a small alcove with a candle in it. You may either light the candle or walk back up the stairs, return to the path ahead north. Light the candle? Sorry, just sneezing. Okay. Uh, light the candle, turn to 292. The light from the candle casts eerie shadows around the room. The yellow light, you see the face of an old man carved into the stone slab top on the box. Then you notice the leg of a skeleton protruding from the shadows in the far corner of the room. You walk over to the skeleton to inspect it. The skeleton is small and the skull has sharp protruding teeth. It could be the skeleton of either a goblin or an orc. You walk over to the stone box. The slab on the top looks as if it could be moved. If you wish to try and lift the stone slab, turn to 95. If you wish to ignore the slab, return to the path and head north, turn to 112. They're giving you lots of options to just run away. Yeah. I warned you. No, we're persistent. Okay. Uh, lifting the stone slab, turn to 95. Okay. You try with all your might to move the stone slab, but it will not budge. Do you have any dust of levitation? No. Oh, crap. If you do, turn to 173. If not, turn to 368. The spirits may have not helped us. Okay. <laughs> we were meant to enter a dry mud hut, arm wrestle a person with our armband of strength, oh. and then get the dust of levitation from the person. Okay. At least we have the armband of strength. Do we have holy water, by the way? Yes. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Um, so we can just say we, uh, in an alternate reality this time, none of this brother nonsense, in a completely alternate parallel universe, we had arm wrestled the person. Okay. Are you okay with this? Yes. <laughs> Rather than going through it all again. But uh, Iron Man of Strength is something we bought. And so... That tells me that you have to oh, buy yeah. the right things in the very beginning. Wow, yeah. To do something, to get something, to do something, to go somewhere to win. And that's pretty uh, crazy. That's, that's... I didn't pay attention to that, to be fair. Yeah, there's a list here of the of what you should, like, they told you what you should buy. And luckily, we, we just have bought most of those things. You were lucky that you bought most of the right ones, to be fair. I, I've been a terrible spirit guide. Um... <laughs> But luckily, it's all good. Um, okay, let's backtrack. Yep. And so um, we have the dust of levitation. Yep. Section 95. Okay. Jumping to section. Uh, if I find the right tab. me of our last adventure book, we also did a lot of this. Yeah, do this. Yeah. Let's just pretend. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. I like it. Um, okay. 
Uh, yep, you try with all your might to move the stone slab, but it will not budge. And you think to yourself, I'm so glad that I uh, had the dust of levitation by arresting that dude back where to when. Imagine if we hadn't. It'd be so frustrating. But you carry on. Um, obviously, it's my own words. Um, turn to 173. Three. You take from your backpack the glass vial fail mm. containing the sparkling because vial is usually a V, isn't it? Yeah. There's a pH in this. Interesting. Um, containing the sparkling dust and sprinkle it on the stone slab. Slowly the stone slab starts to rise into the air. You peer into the box and are horrified to see the rotting corpse a rotting corpse laying there. Ragged clothes over a skeletal body with loose flesh hanging from it. You have lifted the lid of a coffin containing some cursed undead creature and jump back in horror as you see its eyes flick open. You are in a crypt made foul by some unknown follower of darkness. So the creature rises out of the coffin and moves towards you, outstretched arms. Do you possess any holy water? Yes, without you. Exactly. Wow, look at us. Uh, 58. Like, genuinely without cheating. You picked it right. 58. You reach into your backpack and pull out the small bottle of holy water. Quickly removing the cork, you throw the water at the advancing ghoul. Thick smoke rises into the air from the burn marks made by the holy water on the putrid flesh of the ghoul. The ghoul appears to be in great pain, but through its wide open mouth, no sound is heard. It crawls into the corner of the room, desperate to escape your goodly weapon. You walk over to the coffin and look inside. You are overjoyed to see, as well as 25 gold pieces, noise, <laughs> an object that the ghoul was using as a headrest. A bronze hammerhead with the letter G inscribed in it. Oh. You happily put your findings into your backpack and walk back up the stairs to leave the crypt and return to the path to head north oh i never there wrote you go. on my backpack stuff that i got the um the hand handle of the hammer oh uh, well if it's not your character sheet we don't have yeah. it lol that's how sense of dragons works uh, no, no okay. i'm out of space anyway but since these items are so important i i i reckoned i i could just remember them of course, yeah, we know we've got it. Cool, so we've got both pieces. So, turn to 1-1-2. One, one, the path presses on northwards through the dense trees. Then it makes a sudden turn to the right and heads east. The path is overgrown in places that you have to use your sword to cut through it. You walk east, it's long and tiring. At last, you reach a junction in the path. Looking at Big Leg's map, you decide to head north again in the direction of the stone bridge and ignore the narrow path continuing east. Turn to 103. Do you see, no, before you turn to 103, do you see the knife underneath this section? Yeah. What is that about? I keep seeing knives or swords. They seem to break up certain areas, don't they? Like some sections, it just goes from like 111 sections, then 112. And, but then other sections... It has, a, yeah, it has a knife I'm in between it. I'm starting to wonder if there's a hidden clue about which path. <laughs> if that's literally the... Oh, is it telling you to turn right? Like, is it the way the, way, the way the blade points or something? I don't I'm know. looking at other swords, and they're not underneath sections where you go east or west. 
That's interesting. <laughs> well, again, well spotted. <laughs> Just a bit suspicious. It is, isn't it? I would be intrigued to go back over it at some point and have a look. Um, 103. The path opens out into a small clearing. To your right, you see a pile of branches, grass, and pieces of rag. The layer of some large creature. Have I got to the right place? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Amongst the debris and old bones scattered about, you catch sight of something glittering. If you wish to look closely, turn to 57. If you wish to head north along the path, head to 360. Uh, We have what we need, right? Yeah. We don't need to take any more risks. No, we don't. We really don't. Um... Yeah, we really don't, do we? Then let's continue on the path. Yeah. We wish to yeah. go forth. We path. do. <laughs> we do. Okay. Uh, so. Um, okay. If you would look more closely, turn 57. If you wish to hurry, hurry north on the path, turn to 360. 360. Walking on the, the narrow path, you suddenly hear the sharp crack of a twig breaking and the whispering of low voices. You draw your sword and wait anxiously with your back to a large oak tree. Then from behind the trees opposite, you step four men and a woman dressed in green tunics. Each looks menacing. They stand with swords and axes in their hands. The young woman steps forward and tells you that you are trespassing on their territory. You must pay a levy of five objects from your backpack or face the consequences. If we wish to give them what they want, turn to 279. If you'd rather spit on the ground in reply and fight them, turn to 104. All right. I think we've Again, we can, use, yeah, we can use the coins, can't we? Yeah, yeah. We, are, we have plenty of things to give away. Let's try the diplomatic way. Yeah. If you wish to give them what we want, turn to 279. Okay. Treat all items in your backpack as single objects, including each gold piece. Make necessary destructions of your equipment list and turn to two, four, six. Yeah. I have fifty-four gold, so that's. I think we give them the handle and the head of the axe as <laughs> two of them. I think that's really smart. <laughs> Obviously not. Jewels, did we? There's an empty slot on the adventure sheet for jewels. Oh, okay. You know what? Let's start again then. <laughs> um, the true treasure and jewel was the adventure. There and you go. Fight anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. The bandit woman takes the items from you and steps back to let you pass. You head north again and soon notice the trees beginning to thin out on either side of the path. Eventually, the path leads out of the trees into a plowed field. You are out of Darkwood Forest. Turn to two o four. Okay. Path leads through the field to a stone bridge over a clear stream. Beyond the bridge are small cottages and wooden huts of a village. A sign on the bridge reads Stone Bridge. You cross the bridge and see two old dwarfs with long white beards standing by a cottage looking at you. Do you have the hammerhead and handle with the letter G inscribed on them? Yes, we do. Okay, so we've made it here before. Yep, but we didn't have it last time. That yeah, means, that means we didn't die all this way. Maybe because we saved yeah. so many 
things. <laughs> I think so. We didn't have either last time, did we? We literally had nothing, yeah, like no, ham- no handle or hammer. Yeah. Okay, this time. Uh, if you do have them, turn to 400. Okay. 400 you walk. Be the final section. It looks like it. You walk up to the old dwarfs and ask them to take you to Gillibrand. They eye you suspiciously, but agree to do so, commenting on your wounds and torn clothing. You got those in the dark wood forest, I presume, says one of the dwarfs, pointing at various gashes on your body with his long clay pipe. Some people never learn. Adventurers are all the same. I can't see the sense in it myself. You walk through the village behind the two dwarfs and are aware of many dwarvish folk watching you. They begin to follow you, and a procession builds up behind. There are lots of mutterings and whisperings amongst the crowd of dwarfs, and expectant looks show on their faces. Soon you arrive at the foot of stone steps leading up to a stone building. Outside the building on an ornate wooden throne sits a small old man with a long beard. He is wearing a crown but looks miserable and holds his head in his hands. You run up the steps, taking the hammerhead and handle from your backpack. At the sight of them, the old dwarf's eyes light up and he jumps to his feet, taking them eagerly from you. He starts to shout, My hammer! My hammer! We are saved! Now, my people, we are ready to fight the trolls. The whole crowd erupts into cheering, waving their axes and swords in the air. You tell Gillibran of Big Leg's misfortune and why you decided to continue his quest and of all the monsters you have encountered on your way. Gillibran listens and frowns at the news of Big Leg, his faithful servant. Then he opens a drawer in the base of the throne and reaches into it, pulling out a small silver box and a golden winged helmet and hands them to you. The helmet is worth hundreds of gold pieces, and you proudly place it on your head. A great roar of approval comes from the crowd. You open the silver box and find dozens of jewels and gems. You put these in your backpack and wave to the happy dwarfs of Stonebridge. Your quest is over, and you are now wealthy beyond your wildest dreams. The end. Uh Did the dwarf tell us in the beginning how rich we were going to be if we made it? I don't know, but we now got lots of money. You know, that's the most important thing in life. You know, you know this uh, reminds me of those games where you have a huge inventory of weapons and, and armor, and it all just disappears into a tiny backpack, like in Tomb Raider, for example. But I've also seen other more recent games where you, you only see the current weapon, and all the other ones just go, just disappear behind your back yeah. when you replace them. Then you have games that actually do do weight limits as well, and they're really interesting because uh-huh. you're constantly having to just sell things or delete things or whatever. Like in Dungeons Dragons, yeah, you can like there are weight limits, and if you play the hardcore version, then yeah, you, you have to keep track of all that. But we, I tend to brush over that and just say like two two main weapons and, and a shield is kind of your limit. Anything else really <laughs> has to kind of be either really light or you don't get it. Okay. Well, that was well, a fun book. Yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed it. There are about 60 more <laughs> in this series. Um, but we'll see when we when we will take the time again to do this. 